You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is Episode 7, Managing Your Mind. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. I'm so happy you joined me today for some coaching. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about what it means to manage your mind and why this is important. We're going to cover part of a really big subject, and that's how to do it, how to manage your mind. So first, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening and subscribing. And for those of you who've downloaded my free book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss, I hope that you're enjoying it. Please take the time, give yourself the time as a gift to do some of the exercises in the book. These are some of the exact same exercises I do with my private clients, and it helps them figure out why they haven't been successful so far at solving their weight problem and what to do about it. Because you know, if we don't figure that out, then we're doomed to keep repeating the same mistake over and over again. And the sad thing is then that we just give up on ourselves. We assume that something's wrong with ourselves and then we beat ourselves up. It's really damaging. It's really demoralizing. And that makes it harder for you to trust anything, any idea, anyone, or especially yourself. So if you haven't yet grabbed the free downloadable copy of the book, when you're done listening today, go to the show notes in the podcast and click on the link that says free book. So let us begin. Let's take a dive into today's subject. And when I talk about managing your mind, what I mean is taking an active role in creating your life because your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your choices, your mood all come from your mind. And here is a little simple explanation of exactly how it works. In the world, something happens, a circumstance, a situation, something that in that moment we can't change. We call it a circumstance. And a circumstance is totally neutral and everyone would agree on it. It's not subjective. It's an objective fact. Something happens. What happens then is that we create a thought about the circumstance. And that thought is just like a sentence in our mind. It's the way we see things. That thought that our mind comes up with creates our feeling. And our feeling is just an emotion. Usually we think about it as one word. And it could be afraid, happy, sad, excited, fearful, worried, stressed. Those are our feelings. Our feelings are what cause us to take certain actions. Any action that we take or don't take happens because of the way that we feel. And what happens after we take whatever the action is, is that we get a result. So, we have a circumstance, something that happens in the world that's totally neutral, but then we have a thought about it. 
And that thought creates our emotion, our feeling. The feeling leads us to take whatever action we take. And when we take action, we get a result. So the thing is that this is the way our minds work all the time. You are already doing this, but you may or may not be doing it consciously. And this is true for the good things in your life. And it's true for the things that you wish were different. This is the way we create our life, our results, our body. This is the way we create our mood all the time. We tend to walk around reacting to what we think. And when you do this, you don't realize that you have a choice at any point in that process, any point from the circumstance to the thought, to the feeling, to the action, and to the result. So your thoughts always lead you to your choices or to the actions that you take. And if you find yourself struggling with your eating in any way, it is always because of what you do, right? If you find that your weight is not where you want it to be, then the reason for that is because of the way or the amount that you're eating or when you're eating, if you're eating when you're not hungry, or if you're eating after you're already satisfied. So if you struggle, it's always because of what you're doing, your action. But remember, what you're doing is because of how you feel, because of your mood. And the mood is always because of what you're thinking. So if we want to change anything in our life, you need to look at what thoughts are creating the results that you already have. Your thought is the point where you have the most power. You tend to think that your circumstances cause your emotions. You may think, "My, I have a boss that's really, really tough and unreasonable. And when he talks to me in a certain way, that causes me to be upset. But you having a boss who is very tough and unreasonable is not a fact. It's not a circumstance. It's your thought about him. Because if it were a fact, every human being in the world would think the same thing. And I can promise you that even if you think for certain that your boss is tough and unreasonable, there is someone in the world who would see him differently. So there's a big difference between your thought and the circumstances. Our circumstances are always neutral, but our thoughts come from our interpretation of what's happening out in the world. They're very, very subjective. So when we look at something that's causing us to feel a certain way, I want you to remember, even if you don't understand it totally now, we're going to talk about this a lot, but it's never what happened that's causing you to feel a certain way. It is always what you're thinking about it. But this is the really, really good news because if it's what you're thinking about it, that means that you have the ability to change it. Remember that we talked in another podcast about the fact that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts come through our mind every day. That's natural. 
We don't get to choose them. We don't get to create them. Based on how we see the world around us, they come through our mind. Most of them, thank goodness, we don't pay attention to because we would drive ourselves crazy trying to follow each thought that came through our head. But you have certain favorite thoughts. And when you recognize them as they go through your mind, you kind of focus on them and you pick up on them and they become your go-to thoughts. Now, these favorite thoughts create what kind of life you have. They create what kind of day you have. They definitely create what kind of mood you're in. So if you look at life this way, as you're responsible for your life and for how and what and how much you eat, you are totally responsible for that. But you may not realize that every time you eat, it's because of your feelings and your thoughts. So I want you to try to step back, take a look at what you're doing with your eating and try to look at the cause and decide if you want to keep doing it. If you want to keep thinking that way, if you want to keep feeling that way. And when I say look at the cause, what I mean is look at the thought you had before you got the feeling, before you decide to eat something when you're not hungry. So if you don't want to keep doing what you're doing, the answer is definitely not to watch what you eat. It's more, much more about watching what you think. When you try to watch what you eat and you try to restrict your food by trying to be good, you're trying to change your actions around the food without noticing what's causing the actions. And again, I'm going to be a little repetitive today because I really, I want you to get this. What's causing your actions is always your thoughts. I'm going to give you some examples. So let's say that you're at a buffet, beautiful buffet filled with foods that you like. The buffet is neutral. It's not causing you to feel out of control. It simply is what it is. It's a table of food. So the buffet is the circumstance. And remember, when we look at a circumstance, we create a thought about it. So one of the common thoughts that most of my private clients think when I first start with them, and they're at this beautiful buffet is, oh my gosh, I just want to eat everything. Well, when they think that thought, it's that thought that causes them to have a feeling of being out of control. And that feeling of being out of control is going to lead to their actions, right? So when they feel out of control, they overeat. And when you overeat, you get a result. And the result is extra weight on your body. So here's another way we could look at that same situation with a different thought. You're at this beautiful buffet with foods that you love, still the same circumstance. And you think to yourself, this looks delicious. And that thought causes you to feel calm, maybe excited about eating it, but not out of control because the thought was different than, I want to eat everything. When you think this looks delicious, you might feel excited about the meal that's ahead of you. But what your actions are then, instead of eating out of control, is you eat until your body's satisfied. 
And when you eat until your body's satisfied over and over and over again, guess what? The result is that you lose that extra weight that you have right now on your body. If you don't want to keep doing what you've been doing around food, then the solution is that you don't want to keep thinking what you've been thinking around food. You need to change those thoughts or you need to at least recognize that you're going to that habitual thought and that it's just not necessarily true. Now you can notice a thought that you're having and you could say, hey, wait, that's not working for me. I'd rather think this way. And you could replace it with another thought that makes you feel better, gives you a better emotion, or, and it has to be a better emotion and it has to be believable. But also, you can also question the thought and ask yourself when you say, I want to eat everything, you can ask yourself a question like, wait a minute, is that really true? Do I want to really eat everything? Because if I really want to eat everything, and I do, I'm going to get a result that I don't want. So you can question whether the thought is true. Or you can just notice and think to yourself like, oh, I'm going to that old story about me not having any control at buffets. Or maybe it's the old story about you never getting enough or whatever it is, whatever your favorite story is. Here's some other examples from my clients. So let's say the circumstance is simply that they're at work and their thought is, I have too much to do. That thought creates the feeling of overwhelm. And if this is their habit, if emotional eating is their habit, then that feeling of overwhelm is going to lead them to the action of escaping with a treat food or too much of any kind of food. And the result they're going to get is extra weight. Here's another example. Someone is tired. That's the circumstance, neutral, simple. But their thought about it is, well, taking a walk is too much work right now. So they create the feeling of being defeated and they may give up and overeat and not try to take a walk and move their body. And the end result, again, is going to be too much weight on their body. Here's one more example for you. Let's say that you have kids. That's the fact. That's the circumstance. Simply neutral. Not good or bad. Simply kids. But the thought somebody might have about it is, my kids are out of control. That thought's going to cause you to feel stressed. When you feel stressed, if you're an emotional eater, as most of us are, you want to escape that uncomfortable, stressy feeling. And so you, you eat, you escape with food. The end result again, extra weight on your body. So how you talk to yourself determines what you do and what results you get over time. So to manage our minds, you need to first see what you're doing right now and what you're creating right now and ask yourself if you like the results. And I want to ask you if you could just take a step back and just see yourself as a woman who is having thoughts, as a woman who is thinking. 
I want you to try to see this without judging yourself. Just see that you're a woman who is stuck in a habit of thinking things that make you feel like reaching for food. Maybe you eat when you're not hungry, or you keep eating when you're full, or maybe you stop when you've had enough. But whatever you do, it's always because of what you're thinking. So to manage your weight and the way that you eat, you need to think about what you're doing specifically that created this extra weight on your body. If you're not happy with it, I want you to notice how you feel when you're eating without hunger before you start. Notice what you're doing or a result that you have that you don't like. And then back up and notice what you did to create that result. And then I want you to back up again to remember how you felt when you took the action of eating food that you didn't really need. And then once more, back up again to try to remember what you thought before that. It may feel confusing in the beginning. You may tell me, I don't know what I was thinking, because the thought can be so fast and fleeting that you don't remember it. But as you become more and more aware of the sequence, you will begin to notice either the action that you're taking, the feeling you had, or the thought you had. So if you want to raise the level of the quality of your life, you need to stop believing every thought that comes into your mind. And definitely, you need to stop acting on every thought that comes into your mind. Every single action you take is compounded. And we talked about this a little bit before in another episode, but it's compounded just like money in the bank right? You put some in, you get some interest on that money, and then you grow your money because you're getting interest on your interest. So your money grows, your account gets bigger. This is called the compounding effect. Every time we think of something and it gives us a feeling, all those feelings add up to our habits, the habitual actions we take all the time. And those habitual actions add up to your life. They add up to your weight, your health, your body. And just like that money that compounds, these little actions that you take, the extra bites that you take, the munching when you're upset about something, the going past full and not listening to your cutoff point from your body, all of those things add up just like your money in the bank does. And your results grow and grow and grow. And I'm talking about results of extra weight or eating more than you need. So all the thoughts you have have an effect. And when it comes to weight, you can actually see the effect on your body. I want you to remember, everyone struggles with something. But when eating is your means of feeling better, your result is guaranteed to be some extra weight or struggles around food and your result is visible to the world. It's not worse than anyone who smokes or overdrinks or overspends or does something to feel better. It's not any worse or better. It's just that when we use food to feel better, everyone can see our results. And this works even for good things. Good thoughts lead to good feelings and they take you to good actions and you get good results. 
And for example, I want you to think about something in your life that you're happy with, something you do well, and work backwards and ask yourself, what do you like in your life? Why do you have that result? What do you do to get that result? And how do you feel when you take those actions? Keep on going backwards and try to figure out what you think to create those feelings. It always comes back to the quality of your thinking. And you think that your feelings just come. And we all do that. We, we think that we wake up happy and we may be grateful, but we sometimes think we wake up in a bad mood and we just think it's either bad luck or it's the universe or it's our horoscope or the weather. But if there's one big thing I want you to get from this today, it's that all of your feelings come from what you're thinking. And sometimes it's hard to see, but this is exactly what I do with my clients. I help them see what they're doing. I help them see what they're feeling and thinking that they may not be able to see themselves. And that's what I want to help you with, with all of these podcasts. But just remember, if you ever want more and you're ready to really see what you're doing and why and know how to stop it or change it, then you're ready to manage your mind. If you want to speed up that process, you might want to consider talking to me. Every month, I have room for a couple of private clients because the women I work with learn how to do this for themselves. That's their goal. And when they do, they're ready to move on and work on their own. But negative thoughts are going to keep coming into your mind. We can't stop them from coming. But I want you to learn how to choose which thoughts you respond to. So if you want some perspective, schedule a free consultation with me and let's see together what you're doing and what your options are. So if you're interested, I want you to go to weightlossmadereal.com forward slash talk, T-A-L-K, and that will help you set up a date to talk with me. Remember that if anyone else in the world has solved the problem that you have, then you can too. I know how it feels to think that you are the problem, but that's just not true. So I'm asking you to start managing your mind and begin thinking about this in a different way. And if you need help doing it, get yourself some help. That's it for today. Stay tuned for the next episode of Weight Loss Made Real. This is your coach, Cookie Rosenblum, reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to always keep it real, just like you. I will see you next week.